Common Ground, the local radio show that openly discusses social influences that pull us apart and bring us together. And now, your host for Common Ground, Shelley Ragsdale. Hello to the world of radio. From WNZF Radio Station in Benoit, Florida. Hi, I'm Shelley Ragsdale, past president of the Flagler County NAACP and your program host. Our program is Common Ground. And my guests today are from the Flagler County School District High Schools, FPC, Flagler Palm Coast High School, and Batanzas High School. With us, we have our athletic director, Jordan Butler, and Coach Forrest, and Scott Drabzik. And hopefully, Coach Fisk will join us. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Do a fantastic. Thanks okay. for having us on. You need to sit back and do us a favor. Tell us who you are and the school you represent and your position, please. So my name is Jordan Butler. I'm the athletic director at Matanzas High School in Palm Coast, Florida. And I'm uh, Matthew Forrest, and I'm the head football coach at Matanzas High School. And I'm Scott Drabzik. I'm the athletic director at Father Palm Coast High School. And gentlemen, very pleased to have you here. Thank you for being my guest. This is an opportunity for you guys to tell uh, our public, our listening audience, about the fierce rivalries that you have going on. And I remember back in the day when I was in high school and, again, in junior high, played a little football, actually played a lot of sports. And uh, it was quite a rivalry, but it was a fun rivalry to brag. And we called them our bragging rights. So tell us about your programs and uh, who has the bragging rights, because I honestly don't know. Is it Matanzas or if it's FPC? <laughs> well, I'll, I'm going to jump in first ahead, before I let my two buddies over here in Matanzas. So uh, obviously we're super proud uh, at FPC to uh, to to uh, have some great programs. And, and uh, you know, but the, the, the great thing I think that you're going to hear as we talk today is we have a really, really good, healthy relationship and rivalry, I think, between both schools in the county. Um, I'm a proud graduate of FPC of the class of 2001. So um, I say that at every every chance I get uh, since <laughs> I, I joined our staff this summer. Um, but uh, the nice thing is uh, having background and actually having pretty close friendships with both of these guys sitting here today, even before I came back. Um, so we uh, it's it's I think when we talk about rivalries, it's it's uncommon to be in a small town. Yes. Um, you know, the, my career has led me through different paths in, in bigger metropolitan cities where you don't you don't have the opportunity to sit here and, and talk on the radio about rivalries in a two in a two high school town. So, um, you know, as as we discuss this topic, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Jordan and Matt, but it's I feel it's an honor to be in a place that there's two high schools that are both very competitive in a lot of different sports um, that I feel it's a healthy, a healthy rivalry um, and something to look forward to. I hear a lot of pride in that voice, a lot of pride. That's, that's pretty good. I, I love it. I love it. Jordan, how about yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, a little bit about myself, my background. Yes, sir. Uh, so I grew up in central Ohio, huge Buckeye fan, which I think gets a lot of shade thrown at me down here. Um, and then I played college baseball and that's what brought me to Florida. I I played college baseball at Ember Riddle. Uh, and then I got into coaching and I was actually the head baseball coach at Flagler Palm Coast High School for 10 years, uh, before taking the the AD position up at Matanzas. When I met you, that's what you were. That's correct. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of like Scott, my, my journey is, is kind of taking me through a lot of different avenues. Um, but yeah, that's how I got here and that's where I'm at. Super. Coach, oh well, um, 
No, I I mean we're kind of we're kind of jumping around a lot, um, but that's good. That's what that's what makes this the show and this discussion so great. But um, you yeah, can, you so, can tell Matt's from Tennessee. He's got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from Tennessee originally, um, and and you know it's it's kind of cool to be sitting with these two guys and and to be a part of this community because, like you said, um, it seems like all roads kind of lead here and lead back, um, which is really cool. Um, so I mean it's. I'm from Tennessee. Uh, My dad is a high school football coach, been a high school football coach for over 40 years, still coaching now. Um, My mom uh, was a a women's basketball coach. Uh, She played volleyball in college and tennis in college. Um, So, I mean, I come from an athletic background, but but with that, um, you know, I was used to moving all over, you know, because my dad would get another job and then – um, you know the football world and the athletic world takes you over. You know, takes you so many places. Indeed. Um, so I had to move around a bunch. So going to college and playing football wasn't hard for me. I went to go play college in in Alabama um, for a Division three school, uh, Huntington College. Uh, we were, we ended up being the winning a senior class at the time where we left. Um, so we felt like we were able to build a really good program down there. And now they've won I think five or six conference championships since I left, uh, and we were the first ever team to make the playoffs my senior year. Um, so very proud of that. And then um, I coached uh, eight years of Division One college football, um, you know, all around the southeast, uh, Murray State, Moorhead State, Tennessee Tech, and East Tennessee State. Uh, again, you know, moving around was something that, that was – it was the norm, you know. And um, so I decided to get out of the college football world. Um, I call it the rat race. I decided to get out of the rat race and try to put some roots somewhere and – um, my wife and I vacationed in Amelia Island, and uh, a job came open in Jacksonville. And I said, "Hey, it looks like a perfect fit." So uh, we came down here, uh, and then I got the job at Matanzas, and absolutely fell in love with the community. You know, and I even—I'll be honest—I self—we I, I, guarded ourselves a little bit. We rented and, and made—we signed a two-year lease and said, "You know, we're, we're going to lease for two years. If we like it, great." If not, moving's not an issue. So um, smart. Uh, so we we rented for for two years and absolutely loved it. And uh, now we've built a house uh, built a house in Benel and have been there for a year. So um, like like Scott said, absolutely love the community. Uh, this is a great place to call home. And um, you know, you talk about having two really good high schools that that are really like he said doing a lot of good things in athletics doing a lot of good things in in band and clubs and and our students are going off you know fpc and the tansas are sending students to ivy league schools and trade schools and technical schools and they all you know they all speak about how proud they are from being from palm coast and benel and flagler county so um definitely a great place to live and and like you said the the competition among the two schools really breeds championship mentality and and we breed champions at both places, uh, not just on the field, but along in, inside the school walls as well. That's excellent. Now, before all of us get in trouble, let's say hello to our principals of our respective high schools. Jordan? <laughs> uh, hey, Principal Bozeman, uh, appreciate you uh, letting me bring Matt here and getting coverage for his class so that we could come and do this and speak to the community. And I got to give a shout out to, to my principal, Bobby Bassadet, yep. uh, class of 99 FPC grad. So, um, and uh, all the great things that he does for us as well. Well, I happen to know both of them uh, from my mentoring days uh, at the schools, et cetera, and a lot of community work. And they're both wonderful people. But I know one thing. If I didn't get an opportunity to say hello to them, they would point their <laughs> fingers at me. So we want to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, Jordan, how about telling us uh, uh, the, all of the programs that you have? Uh, honestly and truly, you have bowling and, I mean, 
just a myriad of programs. Yeah, we, we have a lot of programs, a lot of opportunities, um, in even some sports that some other school districts don't offer, such as girls wrestling. You know, girls wrestling is getting really big now, uh, not just in Florida, but across the nation. Um, you know, and when you talk about the tradition, and, and especially at FPC, you know, FPC is a multi-generational school. A lot of, a lot of people from this community that all went to high school there, their kids are going to school there. Uh, Matanzas is a fairly new high school. We've only been open for 15 years, so we haven't had a chance to, to really build that base. Um, but over the past two years, we've won 12 district championships, four regional championships, and a state championship. And so we're we're building that legacy there um, and, and competitiveness and trying to get on the same level as what FBC has been for years. Um, and girls wrestling is one of those programs. You know, girls wrestling program last year won our first team state championship. Um, and in addition to that, we've produced four individual state champs. Wow! In Congrats! The last two years, yeah, beautiful, good, great, Coach Ramsey. How about yourself? And uh, and I know Bobby came uh, from the sports area wrestling, correct? He did, yep. So yeah. Bob was, was an outstanding high school wrestler for Coach D'Augustino. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, so being able to work for him and work for a principal that has also been a head coach, right, and, right. and has been such a good athlete is, uh, is really special because they have unbelievable perspective of what athletics does for the student athlete um, or just for the, the student, right, and, and, and what um, – how we are – just an outreach and, a, and another arm for supporting students through through high school, right? Like, uh, um, you know, and, and so he, he has great perspective on what we do in the athletic department um, and, and is unbelievably supportive. But, um, you know, kind of like Jordan said, I mean, we, we both obviously have history at FPC. And, right. And, and to, um, to understand and appreciate the legacy and the tradition that Bulldog Athletics has had over – 49 years right our 50th anniversary is coming up here soon next year um is is truly remarkable you know and and uh one of the first things that we we did this summer um you know when i came on board in july was we started taking on some facility projects and one of them was just kind of reorganizing and and working in our trophy cases and you know obviously going to school you have an understanding you know all the great things that have happened on that campus but you know we're, we're pulling out trophies from the 70s and the 80s and seeing all the amazing teams and athletes um, that have walked those halls it's it it kind of takes you back a little bit to to truly understand the scope of nearly 50 years of tradition right and um you know, to, to give a little background for me, my first coaching job was at Matanzas High School in 2005 when okay. I graduated high school. So, or when I graduated college, and, and I coached golf and baseball there. So, um, you know, to to understand what they're trying to do and build legacy and traditions, um, you have to be intentional about that sort of thing, right? Especially on a new campus. Um, at FPC, a lot of that is established because of the amount of time that the campus has been open. Um, some of that you know, is, is going to come with time for them. Right. Um, but in my position and where we're at at FPC, um, we're trying to continue legacy. We're trying to continue to build and, and make alumni proud, right? We want people to come back to campus and appreciate um, all the great things that they did. And then now their kids are doing. Your kids are doing, sure. And so um, it's, uh, it's truly an honor, again, to be back on campus and try to embrace tradition and history. Um, you cannot... You can't fake history, right? Like, it, it happens. It happens naturally. Um, and so we, we want to embrace all those things. All the great things that our student-athletes and our coaches do um, is something that we're really trying to focus on here in, in this first year of me being on campus. And 
um, again, trying to re-engage alumni and, and have people back on campus. So it's, it's truly, um, it's, it's our, our group of coaches, our group of student athletes, I think understand the magnitude of, um, of the history and tradition that we have at FPC. And, and I think they embrace it, you know, so, um, it's, it's really special. And, and like Jordan said, you know, with high school athletics, we have over 32 varsity sports programs on campus. How many? Uh, 32. Wow. Uh, we'll have over <laughs> 700 student athletes this year. So, you know, almost one fourth of our school will participate in something. That's wonderful. Um, so it's, uh, it's a huge undertaking in the athletic department, um, every day, not just, you know, at the most basic level of scheduling and clearing and taking care of student athletes. So, uh, what we do in athletics is unbelievably important to the fabric of of the school. Well, and, I think so. athletics really pulls everyone together. Absolutely. And and I have a question. Um, when I was in school, uh, high schools were leveled. You had a certain level of high schools, so mm-hmm. that the smaller schools uh, played the smaller schools, the bigger ones throughout the state. I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. How was that done here in Florida? <laughs> Anyone can answer that. So it's it's still the same, other than. Football is a little bit of an outlier. Uh, football uh, last year, the, or two years ago, the FHSA went to a, a metro and suburban sort of classification where they they uh, they deem uh, school districts either a metro, metropolitan area or a suburban area, and then they break it down by school population within that. Uh, so uh, for football, we're in four suburban, four S. Okay, you guys are in. Three. Yeah, we're, we're in three. We're in three S. So because yeah. Matanzas is a little bit smaller. Tell, tell so our, we were tell we our were, listening audience what does that mean? Because I honestly don't know. Four versus three means just the level of classification based on student population. Okay. So we have twenty six hundred students. So we're in the state's largest classification oh, of every okay. sport. And we were projected to be, I think, at twenty three hundred students, which would put us in the same classification with FPC. Um, that projection was off. So when those classifications actually came out two years ago, we petitioned the FHSAA to go down to three based upon our enrollment numbers, which at the time were only 1,750. Okay. Um, and then, you know, obviously since then our numbers have gone up. So it, it's likely conceivable that after this year we'll probably get re, reorganized and redistricted with, with FPC. Yeah, and, that's, and that comes out in a two-year cycle. Oh, so, every, every two so, years. Yeah, it's, okay. it's your, so basically we're at the end right now of, of that two years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, again, at the end of the day, when you talk about classifications and all that kind of stuff, I mean, um, I tell this to our kids and our, our football coaches all the time, like winning's hard, you know. Yes. And, uh, and anytime you got to play anybody, whether they're, you know, class up, class down, it doesn't matter. Like winning, winning football games and winning games in general. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, is Clemson a, is a, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult <laughs> yeah, thing to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think um, you know, and I said this whenever I got here. You know, my my goal is to you know, from a football program perspective, is the best thing for me uh, in our current situation would be to you know to have two two parades. You know, have a parade for Matanzas winning a state championship and have a parade for FPC winning a state championship. And I, and I truly believe that. I, I really like the I really like the tight-knit community and all those things. And, and you know, at the end of the day, if, if one's winning, we're all winning. And, you know, and we're putting kids in better positions to, to be successful after high school. And, um, you know, both programs are doing that. And, and, you know, if that day comes where, you know, our, our game's a region game and a district game, you know, it just, add, it just adds to that legacy of it. It adds to that um, – 
you know, aura of that game, you know, because it's already a big game to begin with because it's Indeed. been played for 15, 16 years or right. going on 16th year. So, um, you know, when that day comes, if when, when it's a district game, it just adds another layer. But, um, you know, it's a, it's obviously a big game for the community and both both teams. And um, But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I, I love it when both programs are successful, you know. And, and I grew up in the town of uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where it started out as a single high school. It, it kind of went down the same path. It was a single high school, central high school in Murfreesboro. Then it split off into Oakland and Riverdale. And then they they were there for about 15, 20 years. And then came Siegel and Blackman. So then you had four teams in the same. And it was almost like all four of those teams were battling to be the king of Murfreesboro. You know, <laughs> and then um, – but at the end of the day, you know, when that team – because you all had to hit them in the playoffs because they were the exact same class. And so at the end of the day, whenever the, the king of Murfreesboro came out in the playoffs – it was the whole town went to go support that one team uh, that made it out and made it to the state championship. You know, one year it may be Riverdale, one year it may be Oakland, one year it may be Blackman, um, but everybody in Murfreesboro would go and you know, all right, hats off to you. You know, you're the best. You're the best team this year in the town, and and go win a state title. So, um, I think that's something that that is getting to the point here, um, and we want to continue that. But uh, again, uh, this. This county is a special place, and they they rally up, uh, around their youth, and um, and that's that's because of the great leaders you got in place. The two guys sitting to the left and right of me, and the principals in this town, you know, at the end of the day, they just want to see kids be successful. And I tell this to my players all the time: the the, the fact of the matter is, three point six of you are going to go play college ball, three point six percent. So that means the other ninety four, you know, ninety six percent, got to have some other tools to go out and be successful. <laughs> like you just can't rely on how fast you run and how. You know, how many catches and, and tackles you got. So um, that is the center of, of what both these schools represent from the top all the way down. And uh, so that's something that, that this town and county can, you know, Bonnell and Palm Coast and Flagler County can really be proud of. And it's been really over the last Excellent. couple of years yeah. you start to see, you know, you'll see more and more FPC students and FPC families that attend Matanzas home games when FPC is away. And you'll see more and more Matanzas kids and parents that will attend FPC events when Matanzas is away. So you really start to see that community start to come uh-huh. together. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the two high schools are going to compete on the field, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's Flagler forward and, and we're all one Flagler County. And I think that we're, we're starting to, to get that, that, cohesiveness between both schools you know that's good good to hear because you know we we talk about athletics and then we talk about academics so who wants to answer this this question and hope it's not a dynamite question though uh for our student athletes okay what type of academic responsibility do they have and of course when i say responsibility i'm talking about their gpas or their grades well i i can kind of step in and give the short answer just from a a leader of an individual program because you know they're they're in charge of all the programs all together as one. But for me, you know we we do grade checks um, usually every two weeks, um, and if they have below a three they've got to check in. No kidding. Um, and that's just something that again is is just for us and what we do. I think we had forty eight kids um, have a three or higher out of a seventy five person roster in the spring. Um, so again, the, we're dealing with young people. 
right? And young people have a lot of distractions. They have a lot of things going on. They feel like they've got to be pulled in 18 different directions between checking their Snapchat and their Instagram and then going to class and then going to practice and all those things. So we just provide them a little bit of a boost. Like, hey, we're going to check, and if you're below a 3.0, you have to see me. Um, so that's just our personal thing. That's phenomenal. Um, just to hold them accountable. Now, is everybody going to be above a 3.0? No. But the, the theory behind it is is if you have a 3.0 as a freshman and then so on and so forth, you get kids that come in and they have a 1.0 as a, as a freshman. Well, they don't realize that they got to have a 3.0 just to be eligible, like to have a 2.0. You see what I'm saying? So just yeah. stressing, stressing the importance from when they walk in the door. You know, hey, here's what you're going to have to have. And if you don't, you're going to have to see a coach, and we're going we're to work this thing through. So that's just our football program. Um, everybody's different. Some people require 3.25. Some people 2.5, 2.0. It, 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 it's different depending on who you are. But um, just to kind of short answer that, that's kind of what we do as a football program, and I'll let them take it over. That's a wonderful short answer. Believe me, I'm impressed. <laughs> that was short? Yeah, that, I like now, it. For, yeah. for me, I, if you yeah, went on the it. clock right there and don't ask my team, like – it's gotten to the point where I'm on a stopwatch at the end of practice. Yeah, that's and, Coach and it's, a, and it's a joke, like, depending on if I can go, like, over under, like, two minutes. Sometimes I'll get, I'll get rolling. And then once I get rolling, you never know how long it's going to be. Well, you should hear this guy on the golf course, too. And then, oh, yeah. then, then you get six hours of it. But, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. but uh, yeah, to, to piggyback off of Coach, it's um, we have minimum, minimum compliance standards that we have to meet based on the FHSA, and that's what me and Jordan work with, right, the compliance and eligibility piece. Um, and, and that's and that's a minimum standard. And so, you know, at FPC, we talk about setting the standard, and that's something that Mr. Bossadet, that's that's his tagline that we've that we've taken and embraced in athletics as well. Um, and, and to let you know a little bit about some stuff that's going on in football, so we do, we do tutoring sessions twice a week where we bring in cleared volunteers as well as our future problem solvers as, and teachers on campus. Uh, and we do it as a team. Uh, we don't have minimum standards. Uh, and we have some kids on our on our team that could be valid Victorians in a couple of years. And, and so we do a lot of peer-to-peer tutoring. Um, we, we don't have minimum standards. We, we, do, we do tutoring for an hour and a half, twice a week, every day after school, or twice a week, every week after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, is, that has helped a lot. We, we have a goal of trying to reach uh, the top 10 in the athletic, or, I'm sorry, the academic team championship program in the FHSA. To qualify for that, you have to have a minimum team GPA of a 3.0. That's unweighted. Um, so our goals across athletics are that every team will at least meet that qualification. Um, and so, you know, again, trying trying to hold kids not so much accountable, but having them embrace their academic journey and understanding, like Coach said, as a freshman and sophomore, those those young men are usually, you know, the ones that we got to get to early the most, um, you know, because of um, – not quite understanding GPAs and understanding uh, quality points and all that. So um, it's just, again, using athletics as, a, as an arm to support students in their walk through high school. So. And I think at Flagler Schools, we're, we're a, lot, a lot better, um, you know, adept for this right now because of the support that we get from the district office and technology, um, the access and resources that our, our kids have available to them. Um, you know, and with Skyward, the, the grading system, it allows our coaches to be given a roster 
where they have basically like an extra class, which is just their athletes, and they can check their athletes. They can see if they're missing any assignments. They can see if they were tardy to class. They can see if they skipped class, if they were absent. They can check discipline reports. They can check grades. Um, and, and all of that just it, it, using those resources to help the kids um, to make sure that we can promote what I call the total package. That's you know, wonderful. We, we want these kids to be the best person they can be, the best pupil they can be, and then the best player they can be. Well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of our first segment, but we're going to have a, a next segment, and we're going to continue our conversation. But I'd like to certainly thank uh, all of you. Um, Jordan Butler, Athletic Director for Matanzas. Scott Drabeck, Athletic Director for FPC. And Coach Forrest. You're the only one that's here that's sitting back in and having the, the coaches beat up on you, et cetera. But I tell you, <laughs> I admire the job that your coaches do. But on behalf of WNZF Radio and the program Common Ground, I thank you all for being my guest today. Thank you so very much. Thanks and remember, us. tell everyone our program airs Sunday morning, 10 a.m., and they know a lot more about it than I do. Podcast. They can get it on a podcast. So thank you very much, and we, as I always say, let's live in harmony. Thank you. You've been listening to the Common Ground Radio Show, broadcast every Sunday morning at 10 on WNZF 94.9 FM. Podcasts of today's show can be heard and shared on the Flagler Radio mobile app and at flaglerbroadcasting.com.